0: Welcome to Queer Logging, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Sassel. And I'm Livia Taylor. Ooh, so
1: lyrical today. That's just me. <laughs> Full of sunshine. Beaming. Yeah, despite being in the depths Ugh. of winter, the bleak midwinter.
0: <laughs> it's, well, it's not really, is it? It's autumn, but fine. Well, it feels horrible. It does feel horrible. But- Clocks went back Oh, and we're not. We're not agreeing with it, are we?
1: No, I'm in no. a very furry dressing gown you at this are. time.
0: Yeah, I got here and I immediately commented on the fact that you've swapped from your massive big fan to your tiny little heater. Yeah. And I was like, oh, tis time. I know. It's sad. Yeah, I couldn't believe that it was basically full dark by half five this afternoon. And I was like, fucking hell, just one hour back and everything changes like that overnight.
1: Yeah, all I want to eat is like really saucy hot things. <laughs>
0: Pies. Oh, I had a great pie yesterday. Oh, what did you have? I had a, like, chicken, mushroom Aww. in, like, a honey like, sauce. It was so good. Honey sauce? Oh, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, it's a bit sweet, but great.
1: My favourite pie is chicken, leek, and ham. Yeah, same. same. That's the best that would be pie. the one
0: I would want, yeah. Uh, and if I had mushrooms, then even better.
1: Or a petivier. Stunning.
0: What's a petivier?
1: Petivier is like... I do
0: know, but I, I'm struggling to remember right now. So it looks...
1: It, I don't even really know what the difference is it's sort of like lighter the pastry oh uh, um, it's probably like a different pastry it's like that see it <laughs> do you see it too listener so a it's a, is it a puff pastry is a round enclosed pie yeah made by baking two discs of puff pastry with the filling stuffed in between yeah it's so like it's thinner, a pie it's slash thinner, pasty it's like a big
0: pasty mm. you get a big wedge of it mm. oh great yeah great Very yeah so nice. lots of them lots of um, other hot saucy things like you know your bolognese is. and
1: you know what i'm really into at the moment i'm spending all my money on it every monday
0: i don't please tell me why monday
1: the because it's the only day that it happens oh. it is the pret mushroom risotto soup
0: oh is that oh because they have like daily soups yeah oh that sounds see i once had a food bug post like you know sometimes you associate food a certain food with like, a food bug that you have and you yeah. can never have it again. Yours was Mushroom Mine Soup, remember. Mine was Mushroom I remember. Soup, remember, yeah. So, like, for ages I couldn't have even have mushrooms. Yeah. And now I still can't really have
1: anything that's too creamy oh my God. and mushroomy. Well, this is very... We'll never have mushrooms again. This is very that. And it's got, like, loads of, um, like, tarragon in it. And it's just yeah, really is, nice. I, I,
0: I bet it's nice, but that's making even yeah. my stomach turn now. And it was literally, like, 20 years ago when oh, I had this
1: bug. It's good. 20 it, years ago? No, not And ago. it's got, like... It's vegan so I think they like get soft tofu and like blend it into it and it makes it literally like the nicest thing ever and you just feel like you're in like a lovely... Autumn slump of life, <laughs> and that's like you know three pound sixty. I'm happy to spend. Oh great!
0: Well, if it yeah, if it perks you up in the middle of this uh, bleak midwinter, then why not?
1: That's that's the hot news for me because we haven't recorded in a bit, have we? Because of our timings being what they have yeah. been yeah.
0: I went away, then you went away, and it was all just like oh shit, we can't actually record. So this is actually I think our latest ever record before a an ep.
1: And I really so really, really pushing cut it, it, yeah, cutting it fine. <laughs> Gotta
0: get it hot t- on the press.
1: So what have you been up to for the past sort of week and a half?
0: Um, so. I went on a little mini break to Wales, um, at the end of last week, I went to, uh, Borthy was where our house was, near, like, Port Maddox, um, it was so nice, like, I couldn't, we booked this, I booked this Airbnb, I went with my, uh, little sister, her boyfriend slash my housemate, and, and friend, and friend, uh, and confidant, mm. um, adam and my parents came as well because my mom's half term so i was like come and like do some holiday things with me um and i booked this airbnb which i was like yeah it looks quite nice it's got like a nice view of like the bay or whatever it was completely stunning it
1: looks so nice on the pictures it was
0: so nice it's just this tiny little bay which just has like like nothing in it apart from like one little cafe and one little restaurant um and then like You can walk to Port Maddox from there for, like, 15 minutes, which is good. Because there's pubs and stuff and loads more going on in there. Um, But we had this house up on, like, a hill, which just had the most amazing view of this, like, bay and, like, the sort of estuary and, like, out towards the sea. It was so nice. I couldn't believe it. And we were so lucky with the weather. It was, like, dead sunny Sunday, Monday, and a bit of Tuesday was when we were there. Um, And, like, it was just beautiful. I couldn't believe, like, how like what a good place it was to go um so we went there and just did so many nice things of like just go for nice walks we went and did this walk um up this like headland you can like walk all the way around and then in like the cove of the headland there's this pub which oh. is just like so idyllic i could like it was so nice it was all sunny we went we had like nice pints and had like some just like really robust pub sandwiches and it was just like oh, yeah. so great and there was this cat in the pub and it was just all so perfect and <laughs> loved it loads
1: a and cat then... lover lives here <laughs> <laughs> also she speaking does. of pubs yeah have you ever had tato crisps no now we're getting very hilo territory because they talk about tato crisps oh, a lot and we have been compared to a northern not as posh version of the hilo which is you know high praise indeed because they've got like eight billion listeners and we have not, <laughs> not that but anyway eight yes eight <laughs> solid listeners um no we have loads more than that yes
0: we do i'm joking listeners all eight of you yeah Thank you listen-
1: but anyway these crisps, so I got the salt and vinegar ones when I went to the pub in London, and um, they're the Irish crisps. Yeah, I think I've
0: heard of I don't know what you're talking
1: about. Oh my god, they're so good. Oh, are they? Yeah.
0: What makes them so good, do you think? Because
1: the salt and vinegar ones are really, like, do They make
0: your mouth go, piquant. like, oh, I love... I was actually on this holiday espousing how much I love yeah. salt and vinegar, like how salt and vinegar is like the best thing in the yeah. world.
1: <laughs> and they are like the perfect amount of salt and vinegar to have with a pint. Oh, like stunning. Yeah. I could probably smash like ten bags of okay, them. Okay, let's get some. And I had like one bag for and a little, I was. like...
0: Queer long and Christmas pie. Oh,
1: that was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and some lovely little bowls. Oh yeah, lovely yeah. little bowl for a snack. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so lovely a queer long and criszy party. party.
0: We should. Okay, we we'll should talk about that separate to this. Okay. You're all invited, all eight of you. Um we uh, yeah, it was just so nice. I had a really good time. We like had an evening where we just played lots of card games and it was really cute. Aww. And it just was a really nice, wholesome time. It was what I needed. Um, and I just wish it was a bit longer because I only went for three nights, which is like, all right, but not quite long enough to sort of settle into it. And then before you're like, oh, we're leaving. Well, such is so, life. So su- Yes, yeah, such is bloody life. So yeah, that was me. And then I just came back and um, not, not done much since then. But um, what about you?
1: Mm, can I just say, if we do have... Um a queer longing Christmas party we would have to fly quite a lot of people over from Nepal because Nepal is really popping off at yes. the moment for us all
0: well, our nepals are listening yeah hi nepals <laughs> hi, hi nepals um yeah who are you it's great to see your stats every week yeah it's lovely yeah it's good so yeah we'll, we'll get some tickets for you uh over to the UK and yeah we can all have a good crazy party
1: um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I um, have done a couple of little bits and bobs. Obviously, we both went to see Jonathan Van Ness. Yes. Um, Had that happened last week?
0: No, 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 it hadn't. Um, uh, No, 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 it hadn't. We were looking forward to it. Oh, okay. What what did you think? We haven't really
1: spoken about that. Yeah, we
0: didn't really get a chance to speak about it. Um, I thought on reflection of, you know now a week off from having gone or whatever. I just thought, I thought
1: it was a bit weird. I thought it was quite weird too. So like,
0: it was this weird format where he came out, everyone was like, <laughs> and um, and then like, he spoke for a little bit and then he was like, right, for the first act, we're going to have a little bit. And it was like, wait, what? Yeah.
1: There was
0: no prior mention of there being other acts. Well, there was no mention of like, what it was going to be at, at all. Because we even said we're not sure what to expect, but I did not expect other acts. And then uh, this lady came out and did like a set and like, uh like was fine but you know not not really my kind of comedy um and i was a bit like what this is weird this is not what we yeah. really paid for and then she went off and then uh jonathan came back on did some tumbling which was to be fair very impressive to be able to just do that like on the spot in front of loads of people so which i thought was cool and then he did a bit more chatting and then he was like right for our next guest and we we're like what what is this like live at the apollo when's it gonna end and then like this other guy came out who was more at my street in terms of this kind of stand up he did. I actually and thought I think, he was better than Jonathan. Yes, he was. You're yeah. not you're not wrong. He told great stories in a very very like well-timed, very funny, very personal like comedy kind of way like actually just talking about his own experiences do you have
1: his name because you were telling me that he is a writer on sex education yeah so he's a writer on sex education which is weird because i had literally followed him the day before because i figured
0: found that out somehow on instagram okay and i was like oh yeah he looks like fun to follow so i followed him and then he came on the stage and i was like what i was yeah. like that's him his name is moan rizwan and um yeah he was just great and actually like when he was doing like, talking, and I was like, oh, it's him from Sex Education. Like, he writes Sex Education. I could, like, tell that, like, and that his comedy comes through in the series, which I thought was really good. Um, And uh, he was great. So he came out and did a set. Everyone was, like, laughing their heads off. And then Jonathan came out and basically then did a sort of stand up set, which was, like, fine and sort of a bit funny, but not really that funny and mostly consisted just of him, like, every now and then turning and looking at the crowd like, oh, my God, it's me.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was it was very much like relying on his kind of meme-ability. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than anything sort of new that we were kind of paying for for that experience. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it was very... An odd experience, and then all of a sudden it was over, and it was like, oh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I did not not enjoy it, but like... To me... I I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you have to go see Jonathan Van Ness Live. No. And I wouldn't go again.
1: To me, it felt like... They had gotten really super overwhelmed by fame and the book and all of the things that have come out since then and like 1,000 press junkets and this had already been pushed back once and I think it was very much a kind of like, okay, how are we going to do this thing? I know we're going to get two comics in, that'll fill some time. We're going to do something with you and skating. You're going to like do some flips and then that'll be the show. Yeah, like
0: it, it felt very like pulled together. Yeah,
1: it seemed very like retroactive. Like they'd book this tour and we're going to figure everything else out afterwards rather than having like a really like watertight concept and then trying to get it to become a tour. Yeah. You know, absolutely. like how a comic would like hone a set. Yeah. And then be like, oh, do they, they're going to off and do that. Clubs that and try and sort of work it up. It was kind of like retroactively sort of Frankenstein together a little bit and like the parts of it that work. And I think that like he did do one or two bits where he did get some really good laughs. Yeah. But it wasn't um, consistent. No,
0: no, no. And it was just a bit junky and like a bit odd. I'm yeah. Just like okay, weird. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that, but we went, and um, that was our Thursday evening.
1: Yep. And then on Friday we went to see Self Esteem, who, as you know, we absolutely love, love, yeah. love. And that was amazing because we went to see them before doing their debut album, and this was sort of like another tour of that same album.
0: Yeah, because um, like she hasn't really released like another anything since then, apart from one extra track, which was great um live, but. I will just say for the audience, we almost didn't go, didn't we, Olivia?
1: Oh yeah, we did. I, well, I wasn't going to bring that up.
0: <laughs> I did not buy any tickets. It turns out everybody, even though we definitely thought I had, and it's definitely unlike me to not have. And any we've tickets. been talking
1: about it for like six yeah, months. Yeah, we've
0: been. Pl- it was so like in our plans that we were going to this gig, and it was just like, yeah, I've got the tickets. Blah, blah blah blah. And then we were sat in your flat before we were going, having some tea, and then I was like, did you buy the tickets or did I? And you were like, yeah, it was you. And I was like, yay it was i was like yeah i can't find them and then um did like a whole panic blah 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 long story short we absolutely hero of the week the gafter goes to zoe off of instagram who i got some tickets from yeah who was the most wonderful gorgeous angel in the dms and literally just like was like take my tickets i know someone who works at Band on the wall i've given him your name you're (laughs) gonna get in it's gonna be fine and she double booked herself with john mayer
1: yeah she couldn't go (laughs) And she was, she was worried about being judged for being too heteronormative.
0: Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm at a really heteronormative gig, lol. And I was like, oh, sad for you because this one's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she just let us have the tickets for free, which is so blessed. Thank you so much. And um, I'm so glad we managed to go because I was like panicking we won't be able to go. And it was so easy when we got there. They just like were so nice about it. And we just got in and then had the best time.
1: Yeah, so the the gafter this week goes to Zoe for an unparalleled act of philanthropy.
0: Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Your gafter's on the way, in the way, on the post. In Instagram. (laughs) Because I don't know where you live. Um, But yeah, uh, uh, the gig was amazing and they're like were, they're were also so supported good.
1: by nimmo who are yeah. really good as well we made friends with them so hopefully we'll get them on the podcast soon that'd be really really yeah, nice they were really good
0: really good like stage
1: presence and like a really good act i thought like from them um and actually we haven't even done was 15 minutes in and we have not done our living and longing for
0: <laughs> we probably should right so what are you living and longing for well
1: my longing <laughs> for was actually um that Sophie is going to be playing in a showcase at the Royal Exchange on Friday called The Witching Way. Oh yeah, you're going to that, aren't you? Which is sort of segging into um, our Halloween episode oh, this yes. week.
0: Oh by the way, everybody, happy Halloween! This is
1: Halloween, <laughs> this is <laughs> Halloween, 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 Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. make a scream. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm longing for. And um, I am living for my past weekend in London that I've just yes, been on. Yes,
0: you... Did so many bits while yes. you were in London.
1: Now, we're already 15 minutes in and we've all got things to do and places to go. So I'll give you a whistle stop tour go. of what I did.
0: It's like being on one of those bus, top open top bus tours. But yes. what you did in London. But
1: it's me. Okay. Yeah. Great. So um, Friday, got there did some bits went to the Florence Nightingale Museum yeah which was actually like not that great it was like medium well okay um (laughs) (laughs) like basically how you'd feel if you got a medium well steak Mm. like not that happy about it but like you're eating a steak but it's not as you'd want it to be yeah Yeah. um (laughs) yeah it was it there was nothing wrong with it but it wasn't like thrilling yeah so that was fine um did that and then went into um covent garden went and had some lovely sushi and that was gorgeous had a stunning lychee cocktail or two. Oh, lovely. oh yeah you know um <laughs> did all of those bits and then went to go and see waitress now everyone who i've spoken to um at work has been to see it everyone is like in love with it my cousin went to see it's in love with it i was not in love with it <gasps> And what?
0: I'm shocked No I actually thought that might be the piece Because on the group chat with, with some friends who I know Also went to see it Who loved it You didn't say anything After you'd been And I thought You probably would have been like Yes it was amazing blah, blah, blah. And you didn't say anything And I was like Oh I wonder if like no. It wasn't so great I, I, thought, but I just thought
1: you were too busy I thought it was like a bit weak really yeah okay and I thought it was fine and like it wasn't certainly wasn't bad yes but apparently the um main one who like plays the waitress is ill so it's the understudy that Uh, we had so I don't know whether that makes a difference but I just kind of thought like I'm really sort of disappointed because I love Sarah Bareilles also like fancy hellos the most so um that was sort of what I was looking forward to too yeah. and I thought oh it's going to be like the music's going to be so good because it's been done by her and the music was good to listen to but absolutely nothing memorable okay yeah. like it needed to be more hooky and poppy yeah. I think because you, like no, you need to be like repeating the same like yes. refrains and stuff oh, to kind of absolutely but, but to me it didn't really have that mm. you know like and I think as well the last musical I went to see was Hamilton yeah
0: it's
1: gonna be tough it is gonna be, it's tough. be tough and I don't know and it, it was nice and like they pumped the whole auditorium like with the smell of pies and things oh, like funny. that and it was like cute but um I don't know if I loved it what I did like about it though and about the story is um spoiler alert if you're like bothered about things like this but um it revolves around her being pregnant right and it's like it was good because it follows the story of someone who is just a bit sort of like, uh, about being pregnant and having right, a baby. Yeah. And I think that kind of in our culture and society, we hear a lot about women who are pregnant and they really don't want to be and they might have an abortion. Yeah. Or you hear about, for the most part, the ones who are completely thrilled and it's this like life-changing or inspiring yeah. experience and that pressure that everyone else has to sort of like emulate that. Yeah. At. Otherwise, like you're doing it wrong. Yeah, But she wanted to have the baby and she knew she wanted to have the baby but she also wasn't like so thrilled about it either for like various reasons and that was fairly consistent like up until she had the baby and she was like a bit more keen on it but (laughs) you know I think that that's probably the experience for a lot more people than we see portrayed yeah that they're like just all right about it and that that's like a big taboo to like be a little bit ambivalent about pregnancy because it's meant to be you know like life's great miracle which like Obviously, in a way, it is, but, you know, for... Yeah, but it doesn't mean everyone's going to have that yeah. same
0: experience with it. Yeah, definitely. So I, I
1: thought that was, like, re- really refreshing to see that mm-hmm. sort of story being portrayed. But, yeah, it wasn't my favourite. It's no Joseph and the technical dream the oh, I'll say that.
0: Nothing is. No. And it's no, yeah, you... I mean, it's no... Like you were saying about needing refrains and stuff. I think that's so important to a musical having like the little thing that like goes through all the all your songs, like your lame yeah you did it you know you gotta have that. well she has
1: this thing, but I just found it really annoying where because she just loves making pies and she basically like puts <laughs> all of her emotions into pies and all of her like feelings. Okay. yeah, I know, Feelings scene. Um yeah. <laughs> But she just does this bit where she goes, and this is what Hannah keeps doing to us on the group chat, where she goes, flower, butter, butter," like that. (laughs) Oh, right. That's, like, all she does. Okay. And it's, like, this little, like, hooky thing that that always happens to, like, break the scenes up and it's, like, she's making this pie and then it, like, transitions to a next bit. And it's just always like, sugar, flour, butter, like every time. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh God, I can't listen to sugar flour. And I was doing it like all night to my mum and she was just like, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> she completely hated it. Oh, uh, did she? Oh yeah, she was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And oh. she said that if she wasn't with all of us, she would have left. Like, oh probably. really? Yeah. She would have
0: not continued? No. Yeah. Um,
1: and I didn't think it was that bad, but I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not doing very well at being short at my storytelling. Mm. Um, so
0: Make like a short cross pastry on that pie and get on with it yeah
1: went to see that i think six out of ten for me five six out of ten yeah um yeah if five is average i'd say five yeah and then the next day (laughs) rapidly dropping yeah (laughs) two um (laughs) the next day went um for breakfast at sky garden which was really nice you go to like the little Happy birthday Miranda. Yeah, happy birthday Miranda. (laughs) Saw the shard, loving your face. Um, That was really nice. And then um, I went why did I go after that oh yeah yeah and that was good and then we did because um, my mum loves doing you know like historical walks oh uh, okay yeah um and that was really good but it was raining and I'd sort of like lost the will after a bit but it was really interesting and it was um all about Smithfield Market oh, okay and that sort of area sort of like near the Museum of London but in yeah. the Barbican yeah and where they did like loads of public executions and things mm. and I learned loads of really cool historical facts and <laughs> um did you know? Oh, yes.
0: Um,
1: you know St. Bart's Hospital? Yeah. Well, in front of St. Bart's Hospital, there's like this statue of Henry VIII. Right. And it is the only statue of Henry VIII in the whole of London. And do you want to know the reason why? I do. So the reason why is because when he was like all about getting rid of um, Catholicism, yeah. it all kicked off and then they got rid of all of his statues and things Ah, but the reason that that one was there was because um back in the day um hospitals were just for like poor people because if you're rich you either didn't need one or you had one that like came to your house like a doctor so um he was like closing like all of the hospitals and things were like closing down but then all the poor people were like um excuse me like we need to have somewhere so can we apply to have this um you know land back to have a hospital like the, the money you know for that for right. that reason yeah. and he granted it and mm. said yes mm-hmm. and because of that to like commemorate you know that he gave the green light to it that's why there's a statue of him there to oh. commemorate that but nowhere else because oh. of all of the like religious animosity that going on at intri- the time that is good, it's interesting that is isn't an it
0: interesting piece of trivia
1: because you think about it and you're like no i've never seen a statue of no, King I- Henry I- i've anywhere. never
0: seen one no
1: no um but yeah there is one there mm. and yeah loads of interesting things mainly about executions and stuff so it is quite fun if you're into like gory history yes. and a lot of like horrible being histories. um hung drawn and quartered oh okay and G- all the like horrid history. forms all the horrid forms of torture that went on um so that was cool and then um, went to the BFI and just had a little chill went for a nice dinner and then went to the um Oliver Ellison um exhibition at the Tate right yeah which was really fun and um i love going to the tate when it's really late because it's like yeah. no one there we went at half past eight i've never
0: been late only i've been during the day well they do
1: tate late yeah on, on fridays but i think maybe they were doing it again for this i right. don't know at the weekend yeah. and that was really fun and i'd recommend going to that if you uh into that <laughs> and then on sunday um I went to the V&A to see the Mary Quant exhibition yeah. which was lovely and she was so ahead of her time and such feminist turn and she was like saying because they had this archive footage of her and she was saying you know I was very conscious in my clothes that for so long like women and like bearing in mind this is in like the 1950s and 60s she's saying this that like women uh, are only ever seen through like the lens of men, how like men want them to look and like that's how fashion has been made. Yep. But I want women to be able to like wear clothes that make them feel like themselves rather than just like what they're being told to look like. Which sounds like nothing now, but, no, but yeah. if that's like seventy yes, years Mary. ago. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like great. everything. And they're like really sexy clothes, like very short, but also really easy to wear in like stretchy fabrics. And she was like the first one to do all of that and like make makeup that was just like a bit of fun and mm-hmm. um I just thought it was it, yeah it was like really interesting to see that so yeah go to that if you are interested in fashion and feminism and then after I went to sketch oh, for yeah how was that very <laughs> so everything
0: you dreamed of great <laughs> very great
1: it was very pink.
0: <laughs> yeah, so pink.
1: Yeah, very pink. Very like big alien toilets.
0: Yeah. How were the alien toilets? So intrigued by them.
1: They're good. They're just like big, big alien egg big pods. Pods. Yeah. Yeah, and then you like open the little space age door, and then you can like just go in them. Dream. Yeah. Love there's, to feel like I'm in a spaceship. There's like no point to any of it, but no. it's great. But, but why not? Yeah. Yeah, and the afternoon tea was very nice. Good. It yeah. was like eighty-seven different teas you can have. Oh, lovely. Black sangsue. Little strong. champagne. We, yeah. had own, um, we had our own. Um, had our own caviar. Server, Jesus Christ! I know he was wearing a a pink suit, top to toe, and was like, "Hello, I'm Jason. I will be your caviar (laughs) server this evening." And we were like, "Cool, yeah,
0: (laughs) okay, great, yeah, sounds good." Have a little bit of calves, thanks. Yeah,
1: so it was a very bougie weekend, and like, I don't want to give the wrong idea because I don't usually do all of these things. No, it was a
0: special weekend for you. Yeah, Um, and you just sound like you did so many bits it's like such a jam-packed full of like like such a sort of like touristy but very cultured tourist i know because
1: i haven't been a tourist in london for so long yeah. so i go for work and obviously just we've go got mates, go friends yeah. there so it was quite nice to like do all of those things and top tip as well if you want to mm. save some money which i didn't know about this but if you want to go you know if you want to go and see exhibitions or like do yeah. certain cultural things If you go to the train station, if you show them your, um, like to the information bit, if you show them your train ticket, you can get this like book of like two for ones and it's like two for ones for like the vna for tate modern well, that's so good oh i also went to churchill's war rooms which was amazing oh, you? you know to like I his like we went to that well. his hidden bunker oh my god yeah. it was so i've, I've cool. heard
0: about that like as a as a experience supposed to be really good like it
1: was really good historically and we got that for two for one we got the vna for two for one mm-hmm. and we could have got tate modern but we didn't realize that that was there basically like any of the main bits oh, of london that's good. we got yeah, florence good nightingale two for one
0: that is a top tip
1: yeah so you know you can be bougie but on a budget and <laughs> i'm a capricorn and i love luxury at an affordable prices you, price,
0: as you that, know you bougie on, bougie on a budget should be like all of your profiles <laughs> uh, it should
1: i'm gonna change my instagram handle yeah. today
0: <laughs> bougie on a budget
1: <laughs> so what else has been happening in the news this week lucy
0: in a sort of monumentous uh, decision, same-sex marriage and abortion is now legal in Northern Ireland for the first time ever.
1: I know, it's and it amazing. it is
0: such good news and so incredibly important and very, very positive for northern ireland and for the world in general yeah this is um yeah so it's so great and very pleased that that is what happened it brings them in line with the rest of the uk which is really really good
1: yeah absolutely thrilled by the news and uh, my favorite thing was watching everybody that i know who either lives in northern ireland yeah. or is from northern ireland all of their instagram stories yeah, all, like losing
0: their shit about it and Yeah. just like this but yes yeah, so and all nice. of those pub
1: scenes where it was yes. counting down to midnight and everyone was like what?
0: yeah it's so great
1: so good and on that subject Mm -hmm. from drag race uk um blue hydrangea who's one of the queens on the series has announced their sort of wedding plans based off of the fact that northern ireland um have now made it legal to be married but this comes after the episode which aired on Friday yeah. where they were talking about the fact that at the time that it was filmed it still wasn't legal in Northern yeah, Ireland Yeah, it was like
0: such the perfect timing like without obviously no one would know that that was no the case but because in that episode yeah she talked everyone was talking about how like oh, are you getting married yeah you're engaged and blah blah and they were talking about the relationships and then she was like oh yeah we well I can't do that in my country blah blah, blah and they had this like great little um sort of Know, speech isn't the right thing to say but just sort of spoke about it and said that like you know me and my partner have decided we will not get married until we are able to in our in our country like uh you know legally because it's like as a stand and now it's like just so nice that they can
1: so nice. And they will be
0: getting married that's cute
1: did you also hear that RuPaul has announced celebrity drag race as the next iteration I
0: saw like um yeah I saw some tweets about it I don't what does that mean
1: well it's going to be celebrities Coming on it and then being like taught how to be drag queens, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's a very different kind of program. Yeah, isn't it, it so is totally different. Yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to be like. It's going to be weird, probably. But
1: I am thrilled that um, Trixie and Catcher are going to be on it. Because they didn't announce Catcher and then they did. Two of your faves. Um, yeah, and they are my two faves. Mm-hmm. But I am a bit confused about this. Especially because if my understanding of it is right and it is just celebrities sort of like learning how to do it. I don't really know like what what message that sends it's well, just yeah, kind like of like what, oh what, what value can... is
0: there in that yeah, yeah. i don't
1: really know because a lot of the people who end up on the show have been people who have been slogging away yeah performing yeah. for 10 plus years a lot, a lot of a lot of these queens and i just sort of feel like celebrities just going on it like does that kind of undercut the value of the artistry of it
0: i agree i bit. think i think that it's gonna be an odd it's an odd way to go but it's also like the classic thing of like here's a reality program now it must have a celebrity version yeah they're just trying to do that in whatever way they can like how there's fucking celebrity x factor now is is what x factor is
1: yes i only found that out when i went to stay um at my friend's house last weekend and we were watching it and i was so confused and i was like why are we in marbella (laughs) and why is it like that like grown up a kid from love actually singing a song like i don't (laughs) understand and then she's like it's celebrity x factor i was like Okay.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre. It is a strange thing to Yeah, cuz a lot of these reality programs like you you're right, they're supposed to be telling you the the, the stories of the 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 like ordinary person being able to show their their art or their skill and this is like completely the opposite and in some ways just seems very odd and like it won't work. But I'll be intrigued to see what they do with Celebrity drag race. Yeah,
1: yeah. And who will be on it? A few other news bits now, um, about menopause and periods because we want to talk about that all the time. And great news as well is that Channel Four has launched a new menopause policy for employees. What's this? I've not seen this. Yeah, it's great. So I was talking to my mum about this, saying, Mm. you know, what would this have been something that um and she was like, Oh my god, to have had that would have been like amazing. And so it is basically that women or um, vagina having people or people going through menopause will have access to flexible working arrangements and cool, quiet workspaces. Yes. And, you know, flexible, because I think one of, I believe one of the side effects can be you know you can be having like severe hot flashes all of those things and you can have loads of trouble sleeping so you've had a terrible sleep the night before you can't come to work and be like your best self so you may as well come in at 10 and do a really great six hours than come in just be a zombie all day and not be able to do any work so it's kind of like you can sort of do flexible, you can be cold, you can go in there. People can't have breakout spaces and do annoying meetings. It's just very quiet, cold and calm. Nice. And the other people who are in there are going through the same things. So there's like that understanding that like, this is a safe area. Yeah. And I just think that that is a great thing. And it doesn't, you know, really cost them much, but it's just saying, you know, we
0: acknowledge re- this, respect is. you yeah. and
1: acknowledge this is what you need. And mm-hmm. it really is so simple, but hopefully very effective for the people who are affected by that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, like, in general, I think that any moves towards just understanding that there is a need for flexible working for all different variants of, peop- like, what people are going through, etc., or how people live is definitely the future and the way it should be. And, like, I just think if you can do your job, like, but you do it flexibly, and, but as long as you're doing it, why does it really matter when you're doing it or where you're doing it? Like, and that there's there's the future is flexibility basically in in working and it's great to hear that for very specific things for example the minimals.
1: well it'll be very interesting to see how and if it gets taken up yeah because i feel like the positive thing about this is this is a physical space that they're offering mm. rather than like an abstract kind of clause in your contract right yeah because apparently um so I went to go and see How to Fail with Elizabeth Day last week the live podcast recording at the Lowry and her guest was Emma Barnett who is a journalist she's the host of Newsnight she does um, the late night um, Woman's Hour um, different stuff like that And she has just released a new book called It's About Bloody Time, Period. And it's all about periods. She has um, severe endometriosis. Right, yeah. And it's about sort of her career as a journalist and how she's managed that with this um, disease and how she wasn't diagnosed until she was in her 30s because she just thought that, like, being a woman should be painful because that's how we've been socialised. Yeah. and yeah it's just really interesting all of the research that she's done into this and apparently a lot of large companies have these clauses that you can take sick days for periods yeah but literally no women do it do it yeah. or hardly any and that statistically women would rather tell their boss that they have diarrhea than tell them that they have a bad oh, period
0: absolutely like I, I like I know people who've I've, I've done that previously where I've because I've have have had very bad experience of my period over the time over time like much better now but um only because I like went and had it sorted but like I had to call in sick and would just be like I can't because because it's more it's less that I care that they would know that that's what it is it's more that I know that that would be less accepted as an excuse right. or as a reason for not being at work
1: okay so I've
0: had to be like oh, I've got a migraine or oh yeah I've got fucking sickness and diarrhea or whatever you know the classic yeah Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's just so stupid. And I yeah. don't do it anymore. Now I will like just say it and then like they have to just deal with it. So like, and then it's their problem, you know, not, yeah. you know, not well, my this
1: but. This book is a kind of call to action book to kind of encourage people who do have periods as well as, you know, encouraging the environment to be accepting of people who yeah. have periods. But to create an environment where we can say, I'm on my period at work. Yeah. And for that to be a thing and to not have to like carry your pads and I was gonna say this is
0: this is I've I've mentioned this on the podcast before about the period politics of the workplace now I hate it so much the fucking stuff in a tamp or whatever up your sleeve or like oh the furtive like shuffling off the toilet be like shit taking your stuff with you oh hate it so much
1: yeah well (laughs) hopefully yeah there's gonna be some stuff done about that and that was um a really interesting article and she is also on uh, Emma Gannon's Control Alt Delete podcast, okay, yeah. so you can listen to her talk about it a little bit more. Then, and I imagine the Elizabeth Day podcast from the Lowry will be out in the next yeah. few weeks to listen to as well. Also, in periods, read a great article in the Guardian about Mooncup oh, and yeah, I, about I this, yeah. kind of how Mooncup started mm-hmm. and how it was this huge taboo product and people were scared to buy it and they couldn't even really like say what it was on the front cover or have a diagram of it they had to have like a flower because people were too like offended by it because they used to just have stalls at Glastonbury and stuff and then how um, there was just this cultural shift and that along with kind of environmental concerns have all contributed to its um to its success but also um there have been some other period um provide it you know like period what what would you call it like the people who manufacture period products anyway those people they are also releasing like competitor oh yeah style there's there's
0: there's there's quite a few of them now
1: but apparently a lot of them are saying oh you need to like get a new one every you know few months or ever to try and get to monetize it to monetize it and moon cup's like no like as long as it's it's good it's good yeah um but yeah, that's an interesting article about how it started and what the sort of cultural landscape was all those years ago yeah. to how it is now, because I think it was early 2000, so it's nearly been going 20 years. Um, but it's amazing to think that at the time, people would just run away from the stall thinking it was like the most abhorrent thing. I
0: know. It's wild. Yeah. Um. No, the future is bright for Mooncup, etc. It's the way forward.
1: So as we mentioned earlier halloween is coming up and i asked Tomorrow. you last week i will ask you again what have you been doing to feel spooky
0: right so i've actually got done some a bit spooky things now thank god um so because i was worried about not hitting any of my spooky targets but <laughs> I have now. um so while we were away in wales we were like oh let's watch a film um and on the television happened to be a film i've been wanting to re-watch for ages and had actually said to my dad the weekend before like you should watch this film i think you'll like it so we rewatched Get Out. Oh yeah, yeah. and that is just um, I don't need to talk about it too much because everyone knows, but it's so good. And like it was my second time watching it. It's really interesting to watch it like when you sort of know what's going to happen. Yeah. In the sense that like when I first watched it, had absolutely no idea what going into it, what it was going to be and like. You've been watching girls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um. And like watching it knowing sort of like what's going to end up happening like it was really interesting you can tell that literally like every single line is like leading you up to like that and it's all part of the parcel of this one sort of story and um i just think it's brilliant i think it's such a good film i think it's such a good like eeriness but also quite funny so it's not like actually that scary really but there are a few moments where you sort of jump a bit but like not not really like proper spooky but such a great film, watch it if you haven't, because it's great. Even if you think you don't like scary films, it's not scary, so you will enjoy it. Um, And I was like so pleased to actually have watched something that was a bit spooky. And then earlier today, I was, um, obviously I have Mondays off and I was feeling a bit like um, ill uh i've got a bit of a breadhead, and i was like oh no this is not good so i was like wanting to do be a bit more productive but every time i tried to do something feeling like super tired so i was like "Oh well i might as well like watch something that i could talk about on the podcast that's a bit halloweeny mm. so i watched i like googled um like queer horror films or queer like um yeah horror films and um one that came up that i was interested by and i was like oh i've never seen that i need to see that is Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. By, off of Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that because I know it's like a sort of culty thing and it's like a bit like, and it's got lesbians in. so is on Netflix? No, I just found it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, so I watched that, uh, literally just this afternoon. It was a
1: wild ride. Have you seen it? Um think a long time ago it's so
0: weird like it's i can tell why it's like a cult film yeah. it's got that, that absolute like weirdness to it of like something that's a cult film. it's very sort of labyrinth-esque in that yeah. way um it was so it's basically like the story of these it's and it's based on a true story of these two girls in new zealand who like basically become obsessed with each other mm-hmm. um have a very obsessive intense relationship and then their parents sort of like don't like how intense yeah. their relationship is yeah. and try to, like, pull them apart and they just, like, won't have it and they're, like, just, like, in love and, like, they're just like, no, like, we have to be together and all of this um, and which culminates in the end with them killing one of their mothers because they're like, we have to kill the parents because, like, they're the ones that are keeping us yeah. apart um, and it's, it's, in- it's insane, but, like, and I, I enjoyed it, but I also, <laughs> there was, there's another element, like, a part of it is that they are, like, they create this, like, world um in like a book that they're writing kind of thing which is like a sort of like mythical kingdom and they are often in that kingdom within the film and they create these like um clay like figurines um in the story but then in they'll they have all these bits in the film where it's like full life scale clay figures doing shit and i hate that so <laughs> much it's like it's like how i hate cartoon through in a real film i don't like anything that is like uncanny yeah and like it was it freaked me out loads and it like culminates in like this bit where they eventually like um do some kissing and have some like lesbian sex like and i was like oh right that is actually gonna happen i wasn't expecting it to actually happen but it did for like a film from the 90s like i wasn't that that much expecting it but then it's like all wrapped up in this like weird clay kingdom like orgy like perfume story of the murderer scene And I was like, oh, what is happening? I hate this so much. And I was just very like, so as much as I would say it's not really that much of like a spooky, scary horror film. It's a bit more of like a psychological thriller. I think is what they class it as. But even then, I don't think it was really that. It didn't really set me on edge. But it did because of the weird clay figures because I don't like that. I find that eerie. Yeah. So yeah, but I did watch that. I would recommend it if you want something that's like a wild ride. Um, I, I feel like it'd be like a really good film to watch with friends. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a group yeah, film. Yeah, it's isn't a group it? film. I was just watching on my own in bed, like what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what I did think was funny though is that afterwards I sort of went online to see if I could find any sort of people writing about it. I found this whole like blog, which is just somebody who's compiled like a bunch of like blog um no, like um like forum posts about uh heavenly creatures. Okay. And there's this guy who just writes um <laughs> made me laugh so much it was so like of its time it was like ignorant jackass that i was i passed on heavenly creatures in its theatrical run luckily i live very near a wonderful store that rents laser discs <laughs> i'm like oh that's so like dates this time and that, yeah. that made me feel like really uh nostalgic and like which was quite nice but it was a weird one so i feel like i've watched a couple things which are a bit spooky but not quite spooky enough but i am going to halloween screening at partisan of twilight zone which i'm excited for some more eerie spooky bits, but apart from that, I haven't really watched anything or done any other spooky bits. What about you?
1: I have listened to the spooky episode of This American Life. Oh, what do they do for that? They just all they tell a bunch of real life spooky stories. Oh, um okay. so that's quite a fun time. It's not like too scary, but it's a good way to dip your toe into the scary vibes. <laughs> and I've also been listening to so I listened to the first series of this um last year mm-hmm. and the second series just came out and I just blitzed through it. And it's called The Horror of Dolores Roach. Oh, okay. On um like the podcast app or Spotify or whatever and it is um like a scary drama podcast uh, okay. and it's a bit sort of like Sweeney Todd meets a bit Orange is the New Black um, it's kind <laughs> of that sort of vibe it is good and it's been the second series and then I realised as I was listening to it so there's this basically there's this bit where she um does a lot of murdering people the main character mm. And she was, like, murdering them and, like, putting them into empanadas. And then um, (laughs) she is, like, on the run because she's being hounded by the police. Yeah. And so she ends up, like, becoming a mole person underground (laughs) because she sort of, like, hears about this, like, mole person... Community. Community. So she goes underground. She, like, doesn't know how long she's down there for. Yeah. And she... So the second series is, like, all about her in, like, the mole person bit. Ah. And um, anyway you find out that like the mole person so you meet this character and she's like the lesbian mole person kingpin of the underground world and I realized that it's played by um Leah Delaria oh
0: really yeah
1: (laughs) and she's such a good character in it Ah, so that sounds interesting that's gay rights it's it's honestly like quite a weird podcast I don't think that it would be for everyone because yeah. I also don't think that kind of like scary dramas are necessarily like what people go to when they listen to podcasts no
0: or, or dramas at all really no, fictionalized things I not quite so much.
1: like that yeah. on the odd occasion yeah and I also listened to one last year which I'd recommend which is I think I've spoken about it before it's like a murder mystery podcast called deadly manners
0: oh I think you have talked about that. and it's yeah. the one that's
1: got Michelle Visage in it yeah um, yeah
0: that sounds good as so well. that's
1: good as well I think they might be to do with each other I can't remember okay yeah um, oh
0: speaking of spooky po- podcasts actually there is um, a really great podcast called two girls one ghost yes which is um, just these two girls who talk about all different like types of ghosts through history and sort of experiences they've had and stuff like that and they are really funny but also like it's scary because like actually I've had to stop listening cause I'm scared sometimes and stuff so if you want if you like that kind of thing absolutely get listening because that's a good ghost story po- podcast
1: and also I'll link to um a guardian article called apocalypse thrillers and Afrofuturistic epics 2019's best dramatic podcast of which the horror of dolores roach is one great so um yeah that's got some good recommendations on there too
0: so on the topic of ghosts and girls who like to tell ghost stories one of our friends who is an incredible ghost storyteller and is always full of all the spooky stories sent us a ghost story this week Um, and we have asked her permission can we please tell the story on the pod because it's great and it's halloween and we want to give everyone a little spooky story and she said yes of course so we're going to give you this great little spooky story olivia over to you
1: (laughs) okay so laura has a pendulum and if you don't know what a pendulum is it's kind of like get knowing a piece of um mystical jewelry where you're able to kind of channel past information about past lives yeah, So it, like
0: you channel it to your own energy and then it's able to tell you it's able to to answer questions about your past lives and about the present and, and not about the future but about current situations and about past lives um and it basically will you hold it in your hand and it spins round and it will spin like one way for yes another way for no another way for don't know it's also can point at people and sometimes if you're using it we've done it quite a lot with our friend laura if you're using it um, and you're like thinking of a certain person or will start pointing at them, even if you don't say it out loud.
1: Ew. Love you, pendulum. <laughs> so this is Laura's story. So my friend Sarah works at Treasurer's House in York. It's super old, and she's always suspected it is really haunted. She wanted to ask the pendulum about it, so we did. We asked room by room, and it came up with a bunch of things about both active and residual ghosts in the house. One of the ghosts the pendulum told us was a lady who was not part of the family. She was murdered at the site of the drawing room in the 1600s before the room was used as a drawing room. The pendulum also told us that no one knew she had been murdered. We couldn't work out how she would have been murdered without anyone knowing. The next day Sarah goes to work and asks her manager whether we can come in after hours at some point to do some readings. The manager says yes and then mentions that they had a medium in once who told them that on the side of the drawing room used to be some steps and that a woman got pushed down them and nobody knew that she had been pushed. Moral of the story is that the pendulum never lies. Shit! And the pendulum
0: does never lie. It knows all. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so... (laughs) Absolutely. It's spooky. Um, We will... Uh, definitely keep you updated with when she goes and does some readings see what they find there but um yeah if you're into like any sort of spooky stuff get a pendulum it's the safe way to connect with spirits as opposed to like a ouija board which you should never do as i've been told so don't be engaging in any of that this halloween because that's with bad spirits pendulum is with good spirits so whilst we highly highly agree with listening to ghost stories there are some things we don't want to hear about but we're going to talk about anyway olivia it's time for
1: don't agree with
0: it. Olivia, what don't you agree with this very week? Well. Okay.
1: (laughs) The thing that I don't agree with, and I just I still just don't get it. Okay. So, I can't even remember actually if this has been one of my I don't agree with it's before, so sorry if it has been. Okay, I'll let you know. But it happened again this weekend, and it's happened to you and I when we've been together. So, what I don't agree with, and I just don't get why they do this, is why is it why is it at Houston <laughs> they only let you know what platform you're on <laughs> one second before your train is about to leave. You haven't done this before. We've we've it's very up the I don't oh remember the commuter God. belt. So this time It told us the platform four minutes before the train was meant to go. That's so tight. It was at platform one, which is like way down on the right hand side. And then it's like you're in coach E and then you have to like run all 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 that way up
0: the platform.
1: And like, seriously, what if, you know, you're, you don't have, you have mobility issues. You might not be able to um, walk. No. You know, all of those or you, or you can't run, like, or you can't walk quickly. And even so, like, I'm literally pegging it. Like, got loads of bags, like, and was with my mum. Yeah. And it was just, like, obviously, in those situations, they tend to be a bit delayed. Yeah. Like, but you don't know that, and they never say they're being delayed. No. So that you can, like, comfortably just walk there. Yeah. It causes, like, a huge... um risk in the station because it's literally a stampede everyone
0: starts yeah fucking rushing yeah
1: and then the train is delayed and they like never say why it's happened and they do it all the time at euston and it's like i get they don't want to have loads of people like milling about on the platforms and things but you need to give people enough time to actually get there i find it
0: very odd i can only assume it's because the trains aren't ready until that exact point but like also i think it's it only seems to happen there and it's very, very strange. And actually, last time I went from Houston, I the, it got cold like a good 15 minutes before and I couldn't believe it.
1: That's wild. It was
0: weird. It was weird. I was like sat on it for like 10 minutes. I was like, what's going on?
1: I actually hate it. And I think it's so pointless. It's so stressful as well. And I hate it up to the point that I got an email today from Virgin to be like, how was your experience? <gasps> and I wrote back. Yes. So we will see.
0: Have that Richard
1: Branson. I don't don't know if it's to do with Virgin or if it's to do with Euston, but I just said, I don't know who this is to do with, but I don't agree agree with it. it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm taking my, I don't agree with it into my own hands.
0: Good. I think that that, that's a good productive way for us to move forward with these. I don't agree with it. I I think
1: so. What, what is yours?
0: (laughs) So I don't agree with, um, and this is like something that I heard just like somebody say again recently, like not someone I knew, someone in public. And it reminded me that I hate it. I really don't agree with when people say like so let's say they're going like down to london or whatever or they're coming like up to Manchester or whatever and they say i'm going down south when they don't have that accent or they say i'm going up north ew i hate that so much you know what i mean people do that they're like oh yeah i'm going up north and they're like not from someone who would ever actually say that or they like write it out like oop
1: north that reminds me oh, of another thing that I hate. It. And I should probably save it for next week. <laughs> okay. But I actually can't. Okay. So I'm going to say it now. Yeah, go on. When people are talking about their families. Yeah. And they say brosif and mothership. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically hate mom's net. That's that, what you're saying. That makes more, I don't know. Broship? No, brosif. Brosif? Yeah, people say it all the time. I've never, like, what's brosif? Like, like afternoon with the brosif.
0: Oh. Yeah, like my brother. Yes, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's what I know. Mothership. I the, hate the
1: mothership. the mothership. Yeah, the mothership. I it hate worked. the mothership. I hate yes, it. I hate it.
0: And I just think that there are certain things people should not be saying. Yeah, and I don't want to censor people, but I do stop saying "oop north" or "down south." I hate it so much. Yeah, it really, it's fine if you want to say "I'm going down south." Or um, I'm coming up north. Fine, but stop like doing the fake accent of it. Like <laughs> so grim. It's yeah. really gross. All of a sudden, you're
1: it. just like Dick Van Dyke, clicking <laughs> your heels down <laughs> <Exactly>. to London.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. So that is what I do not agree with this week. <laughs> so as you mentioned earlier, the songs off of Waitress were not catchy, and it was quite upsetting for you. So I want to know what you've been listening to in the interim. What is your track of the week?
1: Well, my track of the week this week, Lucy. Comes from the weaker bands, oh and my the reason the that bands. I have done this <laughs> is to pay homage to my favorite, best, and most perfect podcast in the world that I love more than life itself, which is Heavyweight.
0: It's not queer logging.
1: <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. It's definitely Heavyweight.
0: Yes, I was. I, was, I can't believe we haven't mentioned Heavyweight again uh, recently. Heavyweight's
1: too special to me to mention it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is so good.
1: It's so good, and it has not disappointed. um so far no either. it hasn't I haven't, I haven't listened to the
0: most recent one yet
1: oh haven't you no it's good okay I'm, I'm gonna listen to I it I mean
0: they're all good they
1: are and then sometimes you'll be listening to it and be like will this be good as the other one and it always is yeah um, it's brilliant such a great storytelling podcast get listening yeah, to it you'll if, love it if you're interested in kind of like story based podcasts and sort of relationships probably like human experiences yeah, yeah you'll, you will really enjoy it it's great I feel like it's like quintessential podcast vibe yeah oh absolutely yeah it's such a it's such a podcast yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, their theme tune yeah. is um, Sun in an Empty Room by The Weakermans, and I've just been really enjoying the podcast so much, so I felt like I wanted to pay oh, homage. Oh, that's a nice.
0: Good one. And that's that's, a, that's that a really good one. What's yours? Uh, mine is, so it's been out for a couple of weeks now, but we've just been like just off with like our records. Records? Records. record. Yeah, records. Yeah. Not fine. records. No, you're okay. <laughs> but speaking of records,
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's
0: the new Harry Styles track.
1: Oh, yeah. Lights up.
0: Out from Harry Styles on coming out day. I think we know what's happening here. Yeah. It's all about like accepting who you are, stepping into the light, feeling great about yourself, living your truth. And it's such a bop as well. And I just, he can do no wrong in my eyes. I love him forever. And I'm pleased that he's continuing to do things I enjoy.
1: Yeah. That song's getting a gafter.
0: Absolutely. Gafter after gafter for that song. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Lights Up by Harry Styles. Listen to it, watch the video, enjoy your time.
1: And speaking of people who can do no wrong in our eyes, <laughs> it could only be time for one thing, couldn't it? Uh, yeah. It's
0: time, it's for, time for... Celine watch. watch! So, this week, lovely, gorgeous Celine has uh, released a uh, photo of her twins who, who shared, obviously, shared a ninth birthday. It's <laughs> 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 such a coincidence.
1: That sucks. <laughs>
0: It does. That sucks. You all know it. Um, and uh, she... So she shared a photo of her twins saying she's so very proud of them. Double the laughter, double the love.
1: Oh, Celine.
0: oh Of her gorgeous Nelson and Eddie. Um, I'm so very proud of my boys. I love you, mom, XX. And there's this really cute picture of them just looking like absolute cheeky boys.
1: They look like, you know... Um... If you ever watch anything on like Comedy Central, <laughs> and then it has the like the, those those dogs that come up at the bottom of the like 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 the in the in screen yeah yeah like come up at the bottom like this is what's up next yeah kind yeah of thing. and yeah. it's always like for another comedy where it's like it's two like two brothers two who don't whatever, get on yeah yeah and they're always like facing away from each other with their arms folded that is
0: exactly what it is <laughs> it's perfect it's so cute um and. I think she's just been celebrating her family this week. I think that's what she's been up to and I think that's very nice for Selene.
1: So as we wind down another podcast, Lucy, please remind the people of how they can get in touch with us.
0: Okay, hello everybody. You can get in touch with us in all the normal and great ways. Um, We are Aquilonging on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, We've been doing some great little podcasts. Actual photos of ourselves on Instagram getting lots of attention.
1: So, yeah, yeah. the people love the, people the personal love touch They
0: do, don't they? So, keep your eyes peeled for more of that. You can see our faces for radio. um And um, you can email us queerlonging at gmail.com if you want to tell us anything that you don't agree with, if you want to tell us who you think should win a gaffter. if you want to tell us a spooky story, if you want to tell us about Celine, if you want to just talk to us, do it. We don't mind.
1: We don't mind. No. But until that time, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Till next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, in a very, very great uh, monumental decision. Decision? Is that the right? Decision? That's yeah, well the yeah, decision, decision was made. Wasn't
1: decision it? Was made. Um, that uh it, um, do you want to just get an article up so you definitely know yeah. what you're saying <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean it to come out like that but you know what i mean